Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. It's all brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Visit annuity360.net for a free book from Ford. We'll have more on Ford momentarily. However, some Braves fans are bummed out. And the reason being is because of one, two, three, four, five players being sent to the Chicago White Sox for one guy, and it's not the Aaron that Lindsay and I have been talking about. <laughs> so everything that could have gone wrong late in the evening, for me anyway, did. But we're here to break down the trade of the Braves losing Soroka, Schuster, Lopez, Shoemake, and then a minor league right-handed pitcher in Riley Goins for Aaron Bummer. Yeah, it, it's not even the one pitcher people were asking for from the White Sox because everybody <laughs> wanted Dylan Cease. No, um, okay, so... It's better to think about this trade two separate ways, right? The first way is the Aaron Bummer you saw in 2023 is not necessarily who Atlanta is getting, right? Mm. So the conventional stats for Aaron Bummer don't look great, right? Five and five record, six, seven, nine ERA. When I was talking about the Cy Young and Spencer Strider not being a finalist because his ERA was too high, we talked about how fielding independent pitching is a separate calculation from ERA, and right. it isolates just what a pitcher can control. So any, any ball in play, whether it's a hit or an out, is taken out of field and independent pitching because that's up to the defense, right? If the defense mm -hmm. makes the play, the run may not score or whatever. So uh, Aaron Bummer's fielding independent pitching, his FIP, was 3.58, and it was actually high this year compared to previous years for him. So he is an extreme ground ball pitcher. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball at causing ground balls, over 60% ground ball rate. Uh, because of that, he gives up very few barrels because a barrel is a combination of a hard hit ball and at the right launch angle to be a home run. And obviously you're giving up ground balls. You're not giving up, you know, barrels and home runs. Uh, and then his strikeout rate would have been second best on Atlanta's team right behind Spencer Strider, 12 strikeouts per nine innings. So mm -hmm. he gets strikeouts when they're not strikeouts, they're round balls. And when he has a decent defense behind him, he can be a really good pitcher. He's had ERAs in the past, a 2-3-6, a 2-1-3. He's had really good ERAs up until the White Sox were a, to put it politely, dumpster fire yeah. in 2023. So that's the first reason. Oh, and you have up to three years of team control of him because he has two additional team options at the end of 2024. So you could have him for three years. Okay. The other part of it to think about is... You still haven't talked me off the ledge yet, by the way. Okay, yeah, no, we're getting there, we're getting there. <laughs> the, the other, well, okay, so the other part of this is to think about how it works with the roster as a whole, right? So for the bullpen, AJ Minter's your lefty, He's now a second lefty, and so Tyler Matzik and Dylan Lee, both those guys missed time with injuries. Matzik had Tommy John. Lee had a shoulder issue, I think it was. Uh, they're going to be your other lefties in the pen, but you don't have to rush them back. You can make sure that they're good to go before you put them into a regular bullpen role. So you have more lefties in the bullpen. And then the guys you got rid of, Braden Shoemake, uh, has been stuck in AAA for a couple of years, couldn't yeah. really hit that well there. You saw him come up for two games at the major league level, and he was not ready. Uh, he's been passed as far as 
uh, they have other guys who can give defense and at least the illusion of some sort of offense. So Correct. he wasn't going to play a part in this team. Jared Schuster has struggled to get strikeouts at the major league level. I'm sorry, at the minor league level the last couple of years. Although at the major league level, I think only two or three of his starts last year had more than three strikeouts in them. Mm. So he's not been very good. He wasn't going to be a big part of your rotation in 2023. Michael Soroka, one, was owed $3 million. And then two, because he has five years of team control, he can refuse to go to the minors if you try to send him down and then pick free agency instead. Hmm. And so he was going to have to be in your rotation. And if he wasn't immediately good, you had to either throw him in the bullpen or in essence, let him walk for nothing. So there was a good chance that on Friday evening, he wasn't going to be tendered a contract for 2024. Nicky Lopez was making, was projected to make $4 million in arbitration. And he's a guy that good defender can't really hit that well. Like can't hit for any sort of appreciable power. His career slugging's under 400. Uh, and, and so, and outside of that one outlier year, his batting average for his career is in the low twos. And so really good defender. I was a bit surprised he was included in that, but he's also projected to make double what your starting shortstop Orlando Arcia was going to make. And so $4 million is like, yes, his defense is useful, but for a team that rotates their infielders as seldomly as Atlanta does, $4 million was kind of a luxury when you can get a glove first backup for a million dollars in free agency or $750,000 in free agency. So Atlanta cleared three spots on the 40 man roster plus saved a total when you add all these guys together of about seven to seven or $8 million in, mm. in salary space by making this trade when you probably weren't going to have Lopez or Soroka on the roster anyway this year, and you probably weren't going to use Shoemaker Schuster at the major league level anyway this year. So four guys you weren't really going to use, you turned into a useful reliever that you can easily see how he could spend time in the majors and be useful again. Mm. And you could have him for multiple years if everything goes right. And if not, it was a one-year thing and he's gone. Does this open up the door for Aaron Nola even more because this opens up some money? This opens up money. This also opens up roster space. You don't have to lose anybody else out of your bullpen, your potential rotation, anything like that. I think this does open the door more to bring in. This is another sign to me that Atlanta is trying to swing bigger than they usually swing in free agency. They wanted to clear some money. When you combine this with Eddie Rosario, I mean, Atlanta's cleared up almost $20 million in payroll space off of the 2023 roster. They've, they've, they've figured out about $20 million in roster space here. They're going to use it on someone. The question is just, who is it going to be? It could be a guy like an Aaron Nola. You also, again, you cleared up the roster space as well, where you don't have to lose anybody else to bring in. Like, you could bring in a starting pitcher. You could bring in a left fielder and a backup infielder and not have to lose anybody else off your 40-man roster. And you could be done in free agency in three signings. You could be finished. You could have your full 2024 roster ready to go. And then you're just, it's a time to start looking to see, can you improve via trade or does anybody else come free that you weren't expecting? When you look in socials and you look at some of the comments on message boards and that kind of thing, you look in the uh, the online chat rooms that are on like Facebooks and all that. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody keeps focusing on Soroka. I wasn't. I'm not sure Soroka's going to get back to what we thought he was going to be anyway. And then when you start breaking down the numbers and you say that he could have walked it because he just he doesn't want to be in. He wants to be a starting pitcher. He doesn't want to be in the pen. So that made total sense to me. The Nicky Lopez thing, I get that's a money issue. However, Lopez, to me, he could play somebody like a Lopez. And like you just said, I guess now they can go and get a defensive first guy because I'm still not sold on Ozzy staying healthy all season. Uh, RC is very young, so we haven't had to deal with him having a major injury yet, but you do wonder if that were to happen, who they've got coming in. Now, yeah. this also solidifies to me the Grissom move of not getting rid of Grissom at this point because he can play second, he can play short, he can play left. It looks like what they're going to want him to do. He can uh, play third. Time. He he's, can played, play th- he's played third in the minors too. Like And – Austin Riley, honestly, I love him being a hero. I'd like for him to take a little bit more rest. So he's a little more, <laughs> hey, he's a, he's a big dude. You got to rest those bones, man. And uh, towards the end of the season. So uh, I didn't necessarily like Lopez being in there. The money makes total sense that you're able to get rid of that. But the only reason I didn't like Lopez being in there, as I said, is because of the issues we've had within the infield defensively staying hindered throughout the season and needing a solid person now, his bat got worse as he – now, you can't help it because when he came in, what did he go that first – he was like five of seven, his first seven at-bats or something. And then he, he didn't get race. hit after that, it felt yeah. like. And then after yeah. – so, you know, you and I were like – we were we were like, this is a miracle. Like, we signed a guy <laughs> that walked in the locker room and fell in love with grapefruits that are going up to the plate. And then all of a sudden, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat after that. So, uh, I get the, the bat. But, yeah, that was my only concern. Plus – it just looks bad to me on paper when you got five guys headed out and only one guy headed in that's got an ERA over four. Yeah, it's ERA over six last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it 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 looks bad, and some of the names are big names, right? I mean, Michael Soroka. Everybody in Braves country knows who he is. I have a signed Michael Soroka card right back there that, yep. that a, a reader of the site sent me as a gift, and so, like, I mean, it's it's. It's tough to lose guys with the name recognition that we've seen for right. a guy that on paper doesn't look great. And honestly, off of his name sounds like kind of a bummer, but um, it's something I think the bigger thing here is allocating the money somewhere else and allocating the roster space. Because if you wanted to sign a free agent before that happened, you were going to have to pick somebody off the major league roster to get rid of, in essence, because Atlanta's, got, I mean, and because your 40-man roster, obviously, encompasses everybody. But for the most part, most of Atlanta's 40-man roster is either injured guys, like Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, or it's guys you need, like third catcher Chadwick Trump. You need yeah. to have a third catcher on your 40-man roster. And so there wasn't a lot of extra places to get rid of guys. These are all guys you were thinking about keeping next year. So it creates some space. You get something instead of just letting these guys walk for nothing. To me, it's, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's better. Again, it's better than nothing. It's better than one of these guys walk for nothing. And then worst case scenario, at the end of the year, if you don't think that Aaron Bummer was worth it, you let him leave in free agency. You don't exercise the options. No harm, no foul. You still didn't really lose anything because, again, these guys were going to walk anyway. So... It's all brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net for your free book from Ford Ford Stokes, a fiduciary and sound financial advisor. Also contributor to Forbes.com. Yes, that Forbes. Ford writing for Forbes. It's just a natural fit. 
He writes articles for Forbes and does the author of Annuity 360 that we've talked about. Wants to give you that free book at no cost. Go to annuity360.net, put your information and get your free Annuity 360 book because he is the guy following stuff like this, like blockbuster trades. Plus, he has some financial advice. And anybody that's writing for Forbes is, I got to tell you, they Forbes knows what they're doing. So head over to Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net for your free book today. All right, Lindsay, really quickly, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Ronald Cooney Jr. finally announced. We've we've thought this for a while. I, honestly, I was a little shocked that it was completely unanimous as he is your NL MVP. And the reason being is because there were so many writers out there pitching for Mookie Betts throughout the season saying they wouldn't put R.A. Jr. down there, and then they did. So big win for the Braves. It's that that um, that big West Coast bias you always hear everybody talk about. Yeah. No, um. <laughs> Something we've never had two unanimous MVPs at the same time, but Ronald Cunha Jr. is a special talent. Shohei Otani is a special talent. I love how the timing of this whole thing happened. Ronald made his debut with his Venezuelan Winter League team, Tiburones de the Guaria, last night. And so they pushed back the start of the game for the MVP ceremony. He He's in a room below the stadium with his family. They get the news that he won. They all get to celebrate and everything. He hops on a conference call with Atlanta media to talk and answer questions. And then he has to step out of the meeting early, the, the, the press conference early, to go hit in the game that has started. So he walks out there, hits a home run. And it's like just Ronald Acuna Jr. doing yes. Ronald Acuna Jr. things. Uh, we wrote that whole sequence up with the videos and everything on Bravestate.com if you want to go check it out. Uh, but it's just, it's... I'm glad that it happened. It's the ninth one in, in Braves history. It's the first time you've had one in a full season since Chipper Jones in 1999. Yeah. And so just this very exciting. One of the greatest seasons we've seen. And our own Jake Mastriani wrote a piece on on Friday. Next year, he could be even better. I mean, he yes. could do a 50-50 year next year. So incredibly exciting. Uh, Love that this happened. We've written plenty of stuff about it. Go check it out. Uh, just celebrating the uniqueness of Ronald Acuna Jr. and how amazing this year was. It's uh, it's cool to have him as a Brave. It's cool to have mm -hmm. him representing the city uh, as well as what he's doing. You know, right now he's play, he's plays all year. This lets me know he finally is, I think, a hundred percent healthy. That's why when you say he could be even better next year, he wouldn't be playing in these offseason leagues, and then pitchers and catchers will start reporting in you know in February. It's the next thing you know. It's like he doesn't get a break at all. Yeah. Oh, he he talked about this about going to the Venezuelan Winter League last year after the season, despite some of the medical restrictions Atlanta put in place. That's what helped him get back into into normal form, so that when the season started, he could be hitting out of the gate. So he's even said this makes him a better player by playing in the winter. It's not an incredibly long schedule. They play through, I believe it's the end of December and they're done. So he does get, you know, six or so weeks off before he goes to spring training. But he's young. He can do it. Just let him play as much as he wants. And the Braves yeah. said that. As long as these guys don't have medical concerns, any position player who wants to play winter ball, they let him play. They would rather them play baseball you know, and and obviously deal with the small risk that something happens versus just like having them sit around their house for three months. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. The one thing I'm not okay with, because I'm not even going to get to the Penguins and the Emperors, is I'm not okay with the trade being announced the day that the MVP was announced. 
Kind of could have done without that. Don't know that it took away. As a Braves fan, it didn't really take away. I think that's more of an optics thing that I just didn't like. I would have loved to have seen in that trade wait and be announced first thing the next morning. I, I would have loved to have seen the trade announced first thing the next morning, simply because at midnight <laughs> Eastern when it came out, I was asleep. And I right. didn't wake up to any of the text messages and stuff I got. So we didn't get the story written until Friday morning because I was sleeping. So from a personal perspective, write those things, uh, uh, release those trades first thing in the morning, please. Yeah, they try to do a little bit under the radar, I think. He's Lindsey yeah. Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. It's all been brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Head over and talk to Ford and visit annuity360.net for your free book. Lindsey, as always, thank you, sir. Thanks, buddy.